This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake. And our sponsors today, the CCA Star Tournament, Texas Insider Fishing Report, Texan Roofing, and the Galveston Fishing Extravaganza. That starts today. All right, looking at weather. Galveston, 82 right now down on the island. Today they're calling for sunny skies again. Imagine that. High of 88, south winds 10 to 15. And then tonight, mainly clear with a low of 82, south-southeast 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow. Sunshine along with some cloud, you know, intervals at times with a high of 88 south winds, 10 to 15. Did I just say that? (laughs) It's a broken record. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We have a high this morning at 4.45 a.m. It's a 1.5. Then a low coming up tonight at 8.32 p.m. It's a negative 0.6. Sunrise, 6.23 a.m., sunset, 8.23 p.m., and our moon phase is 82%, headed towards that next full moon. Right now, current conditions offshore, the buoy out there showing uh, 85 degrees with 85-degree water, south winds 13 to 16, seas are two feet with a period of six seconds, Galveston uh, Channel down there, it's uh, 84 degrees, with 88.7 degree water, south winds at 6 to 11. Eagle Point, it's 84 degrees with 88.5 degree water, south winds at 11 to 14 miles per hour. Barometric pressure steady at 29.94 inches. 
in uh, Morgan's Point this morning. There's no report. It's not available. Somebody knocked it down. Something happened. Well, anyway, let's head over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with a hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what's up with him. Hammer, what's happening? Good morning, Captain Mickey. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm okay, bud. Just good to be good. here. Just good to be good. here. Good. Hey, do any fishing this week? Uh, no, I didn't, Glenn. Can you blame me? Did you? No. <laughs> no I, I did plenty of hanging around in the shade, you know, trying to try to find little uh, honeydew projects. Well, I had plenty of those. But uh, just didn't feel like getting out and doing much of it, man. I, well, that's just, that's just married life, you know. That's that's always okay. there, you know. Uh huh. Go fishing, you can catch up with the honeydews later. Yeah. You ever so. get your boat back? Oh no, not yet. I haven't heard from them, but uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm not. I, I told them when I took it in, there was no hurry, wasn't no rush. I pointed out all the things that I had noticed since I got, you know. Uh, in, within the last year of what's been going on, so uh, I'm I'm sure I'll hear something pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, other other than that, uh, I'm not missing anything because of the conditions, the water conditions down here with our tides being severely low every day. Uh, just uh, it's not cleaning up. Now about five miles offshore, uh, the water was absolutely gorgeous yesterday coming over uh, Surfside Bridge, 332, uh, looking out over the Gulf. And uh, uh, out there was some decent water right on shore is everything's real sandy on kind of the south wind. Uh, all up and down the coast, everything from the Brazos River all the way to San Luis Pass on the beachfront is white caps and uh, uh, just dirty water, just uh, bad conditions. Uh, south wind, southwest wind. This morning, light southeast. Uh, just a little southeast, coming out with seven miles an hour. We got a gust of eleven miles an hour. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, we're just stuck in those uh, uh, hot summer days, man. I know uh, all the Martins are about to ready to jump out of that box. They're hot, man. They're they're fixing to do their thing and get out of here. I think part of them already have, uh, just to read, just the way that it's got hot already this year. Lots of things have happened. Yeah, all but, the baby uh, birds around my uh, house this year, they hatched early and left early. And I guess I they knew this hot weather was coming or something. I mean, all the wrens and the blue jays and cardinals and mockers. And, man, it was early. And even the bluebirds, they made it early, too. You know, I miss seeing that uh, variety of birds. We see, I've got, I actually got some red-winged blackbirds that feed been feeding with the uh, collared doves, morning doves, pigeons, you know, and that that kind of thing. But uh, grackles, well, we got plenty of grackles. Parking lot um, birds, looking for yeah. French fries from Jack in a Box or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they they in the Kroger parking lot. Oh, they're nasty. They'll eat your. Valve stems off of your truck, man. I rate them it. right up there with seagulls. They are. Uh, <laughs> they, they they're smart, man. They see you pull up, they jump up on your grill and start picking out the birds. Looking for handouts, I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. All bait camps are holding bait uh, if you're coming down in this area. Uh, I looked around the, the complex yesterday, and 
counted three or four flags and uh actually they got they got croakers uh, they got shrimp and i actually seen some signs yesterday that said piggies so uh, i've been seeing some piggy flags flying people putting them on facebook let's get some piggies well uh some people that's a big trout bait man on them jetties Mm -hmm. some people fish for those son of a guns and uh uh I usually just catch them and let them go, but uh, I'm not doing very much catching right now. I hadn't fished in, in a bit, but uh, our conditions, I'm not missing one thing at all, man. I'm, this is night I'm, fishing weather is what this is. Oh, yeah. You can, you, you can bet on that, but uh, uh, remember, if you are coming down here, and uh, here's your fireworks time, because we started seeing them going off. You know, all the fire, fireworks stands are open now. Just want to say uh, there are no Surfside, uh, in Surfside City limits, there's absolutely no fireworks supposed to be discharged at all. So no fireworks in the city limits. You can always go out to the county and pop them. And uh, if you must set them off, please go. Please remember a lot can go wrong. I had a buddy of mine just about a, a buddy of mine blew it almost blew his hand off last year. I mean, year. what can go wrong? Everybody's all tanked hey. up, been drinking beer all day, and listen, <laughs> get a out there and stand over wrong. rockets and everything else and light them off. Yeah, what can go wrong, man? Man, he went. This buddy of mine went to uh, load one of those uh, one of those tall ones in the tube that you have to drop the little thing. the artillery shell uh, ones. Yeah, the artillery shell, yeah. and it blew up on him. He's been through five surgeries, Captain Mickey. I can't tell you how long he was in the hospital. It took off one of his little fingers. Uh, they had to sew some other ones back in places, man. It just about took off his whole hand. And uh, I've, known, I've, I've known this kid for years and years. His dad used to make uh, rods for me years ago when I first got into how the How did trade. it go off in his hand? Well, just uh, he lit it, and you're supposed to drop it down in there, and they, things just went wrong. Something, boom. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like pulling the pin on a grenade and throwing the pin and holding the grenade, you know? That's exactly right, buddy. Boy, and, uh, boy, boy. Anyway, he went. I, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't seen it, but I've heard stories of what all he's been through since that happened, man. And, he stayed in hospital two or three weeks over that thing, or maybe even longer. Wow, that's nuts. And, uh, that's bad. And then five or, five or six different surgeries on, on that hand just for a firecracker. Just to, just to, I don't know why, they're so dangerous. And I know we did a million of them. We used to have those cherry bombs and all those other ones. <laughs> I don't know what they got now, but uh, I'm those not Those cherry find bombs were nasty. You can blow a commode up with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they were bad. No, I mean it. They are. Uh, uh, what's the weather? What's it like over in your area? Your water, your bay system. Man, Clean. It's, it, no, it stays kind of stirred up. Well, it depends on how hard the wind blows at night. You know, mm-hmm. like last night the wind laid down pretty good, so the water ought to be fairly good this morning over this way. You know, with the winds down like they are, and but you'll get a couple of nights where it'll blow southwest at 20 pretty much all night, and it'll lay down, you know, before daylight, and then you'll get a little calm stretch there, and all, you you got to find the decent water, and then by the time you find that, here it comes again. And it blows like crazy all afternoon, and but we're just in a rut. Yeah, it'll, it'll pass. 
Yeah, it our, our deal is uh, with the south wind blowing, it takes our water away from us. And, I mean, our our Yeah, those little shallow right bays now, there, you don't uh, – you know, it deters that current coming in through the pass. It pushes it, you know, east. It, it does. wind it, does. It uh, – uh, anyway, they, uh, our, our little old base system is so shallow – and then uh, the reefs uh, all week long in the afternoon, every day, every day this week, it was just severely low. I mean, you could see three foot of shell on those little towheads sticking out of the water. And just when it comes in, it just, the tips of them are still, it's just not too much of an incoming tide. I'm not right. here anyway. We might have one in the morning or something, but in the afternoon, it's really low. And uh, it hasn't got any better. It hasn't got any cleaner. Has Christmas uh, Bay recovered any since all that oystering went on and uh, smoked all those reefs? You know, took them down real hard. Is it? Yeah, that was uh, bounce back or at the southwest corner of Christmas Bay is a place called Arcadia Reef, and that's where all of that stuff was going on. About fifty oyster boats uh, convened on that area for about two months. I remember and was that taking everything they could. And uh, until Parks and Wildlife ran them out of there, and we got House Bill 51 passed, and no oyster again. You know, as far as rebounding, uh, I think Christmas Bay holds its own. It's fed at one end by Cold Pass in the San Luis area. It's fed at the other end by Christmas Bay up through uh, the old intercoastal that comes through, you know, and pushes into Christmas Bay. Well, and you, get, you don't get uh, too much salinity because, you know, it's just right for oysters because you get some of that runoff mm-hmm. coming out of chocolate and bastrop. And... Yeah. They shut it down, buddy. There's absolutely no oystering anymore in bastrop Christmas or drum bays, and that's one of the one of the better laws that they have passed down here in a long, long time. We used to, we used to see them out folks out with five gallon buckets everywhere just racking them and raking them and, and uh tearing well, them that's up. what we used to do when i go down to my uncle jimmy's in the winter you know around new year's time we'd he'd have his big party there and we'd spend three days down there at demijohn and uh we'd <laughs> have moist. one oyster day we'd go down there and we'd just make up our red sauce and all that and ice our beer down and go to rattlesnake point and get out and <laughs> pick up some big ones go back to the boat and stand there with our waiters on and uh, shucking them and eating them right there, living a dream. Oh, boy, those were good, good and salty. Buddy. Oh man, those were good oysters. Oh, you're making a mouth water already, dude. Awesome, man. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did a little fish fry this week. Uh, well, actually, I did it on the grill. Uh, uh, actually, we bacon wrapped some shrimp and uh, had a fillet of redfish and put it on the grill. Been doing a little outside cooking. Cause I can't stand to light the oven inside the house when you got the air conditioner going, so it just don't make sense. But uh, lots of cooking and stuff. The shave ice in. I moved it out, moved the barbecue guy in. He's doing pretty good down there. So if you're coming down in the area, you might even want a barbecue sandwich. There's a, there's a, if y'all can remember where my spot is there on Blue Water Highway, where there's an old boy sitting his uh, barbecue trailer on that property now. He's he does pretty good. He's been uh, having some pretty good business, and his barbecue's pretty good, too. Well, there so, you go. There's uh, something to go with this weekend. We're going to huddle in. We've done our grocery shopping and all of our laundry. Everything's tightened up, and we're we're packed in for the weekend, buddy. Uh, I've already talked to my next-door neighbors, and 
Captain Brandon, he's not, he's, he's staying out of it this weekend. He's staying home in spring and, uh, he's not going to be guiding over the weekend. And, but they know how it is uh, on holiday weekends, how crowded it gets down here. It's yeah. just, you can't, you can't go anywhere. You can't, you, you know, you're just in dead stop traffic. So, and that's no fun for anybody. So nah. it just give yourself plenty of time if you're coming in the area. And that's all I got to tell them, Captain Mickey. All right, Hammer. Well, I got to run. Throw them out a number, man. 713-208-0683. Everybody have a safe weekend. Be careful with those fireworks. Later, man. All right. Bye-bye. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's head down Matagorda Way now and uh, check in with our good friend, Captain Tommy Alexander. Tommy boy, what's up? Tell me something. What's up, Mickey? What's Uh, up? Not a lot, man. Another day in paradise. That's it. Just rolling with the flow. Rolling with the flow. Yeah, same here. Same here. Going Going through the motions. (laughs) I feel like I just went to bed. I I went to, we at the Matagorda had their uh, CCA banquet last night. uh, Chris Coulter, Chris the Marine, had bought a table. And I went and sat at their table with them at that banquet. And shoot, I didn't get home till midnight. Good Lord, you got a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was late. We waited all we stayed all the way to the end. Had boat tickets, see if we was gonna win the boat. Didn't win the boat. But got home awful late. <clears throat> that's about it. Had a good time though. Well, that's always a... Uh... I quit going those years ago because, uh, you, you know, you go with good intentions. You're going to have a good time and talk to everybody and slip out of there early and get home and get some rest so you can run your trip the next morning. You end up, oh, it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I literally, I got home at midnight. That's when I walked in. The oh, door. I know it. That's Well, yeah. well it was good time now. <laughs> Ooh, what's the weird doing? This uh, it's it's down a little bit. It's not as bad as it's been being. It, yeah. uh You know, it kind of went down after dark last night, and I got up to come in here to the studio this morning, and it was down some more. I said, well, look at here. That's not too bad. Eagle Point's showing like 11 to 14, 6 to 9. You know, that's better than 20. Yeah. And it depends on where you're fishing. It's got a lot of south in it. Uh, up at Morgan's Point, it's south-southeast, but everywhere else it's due true south across the board. So, Man, last week, that's that's what got us. It was like southwest or whatever every day. Yes. Or even due west. I mean, it, seemed, it was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just bad. Got tired looking in that sun, it seemed like, every morning, just fishing right in the sun. How'd you do in that tournament? Didn't you have a tournament last weekend you were going to fish in or something? Yes, sir. Yeah, we actually won it. 
we won the tournament. Really? Well, uh, good. Cool. Last Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, it was last Saturday. Yeah, we won it. Uh, kind of, it was kind of weird deal because we didn't have a fish until late. I mean, we didn't even have our first. You know, it was, I don't even know, maybe 11, 1030, 11 o'clock. And we didn't even have a single fish, and then we ended up winning the thing. So the first spot I went, I went to where I wanted to go, and the wind had, it was just a little bit too much west in it. Right. And I got there, and, and we were going to wait it, and we jumped out. It was a little a little reef. Anyway, we jumped out. Water was muddy. I could tell right away, but. I wanted to fish it anyway, so we fished it, and we didn't catch it. Well, we caught one trout that was like 12 inches long, and that yeah. was it. So then, well, first of all, and so we got in the boat, and it was bad after that because, it was one, it was a Saturday morning, plus we had our tournament, plus I think there was another tournament going on. Right. I, or maybe at a sergeant. I don't, I don't know, but there were boats, like, everywhere, like, worse <laughs> than I've seen in a long time. It was so bad. So uh, we got we got back in the boat and took off. Well, after that, you know, it's one of the deals where, I mean, by the time we fished that first spot for 30 or 40 minutes, there were boats everywhere already. So I went to where I wanted to go next. Well, there was a boat there. I just started going down the list, and, I mean, I couldn't even find a place to park. I mean, it was terrible. Oh, man. We made a big loop around the end of the bay down there. We came around. I've never seen Half Moon, so I, I was – it wasn't the next spot I was trying to go to, but I just was happening to drive and buy half moon. And there were three boats waiting half moon. And I, <laughs> I was trying to count the people. And I think there was, must've been four people in each boat. Cause it looked like I counted 12 people trying to rate, wade that reef at the same time. Goodness. You know, yeah. It, it's a kind of long reef, but hope they all but, knew each other. <laughs> I mean, God, it was, it, I never seen it look like that. They were just all the way around that thing. Huh. So I saw with heads, you know, and it was crazy. So then I went down the South shoreline, started going down. It was blowing too hard to really wade anything else out in the middle. I, so I started heading down the South shoreline. And I mean, it was just, you couldn't even find a place to, to wade. Like you couldn't find a place to park. I, I was on the East end at the time and I started headed West. And I got all the way back down to Hog Island, and I hadn't even found a place to park. It didn't matter if it was even where I didn't want to park. There just That's wasn't nuts. a place to park. Yeah. So I got all the way back down to Hog Island and got all the way past that down in the West End. And I said, there's nowhere to park. There's nowhere for us to even wait. And so I made a big loop out towards the middle. And I said, well, let's just make a drift in this muddy water. It was, it was muddy, you know. It was off color. Right. I said, but there's nowhere to park. So we got out there to make a drift and uh, made one drift, didn't catch anything. So went further west, made another drift, and on that second drift we caught, that was when we were, whatever time that was, it was later, we caught a keeper trout. And I said, oh, well, there's a keeper trout. We caught it on a gulp and a cork in that muddy What water. did you have to have? Uh, it was three trout and two reds. Okay. And so we ended up just sitting there grinding out there in that muddy water, and we got all our fish. We got our whole stringer and won the thing out there grinding in muddy water with corks and gulps. And Crazy. didn't even have a fish until 1030. And ended up never wading again. Couldn't find a place to park. <laughs> well, but, it worked <laughs> out good for you sometimes. I mean, 
when bad things, you know, things yeah. go wrong like that, you know, you pull a rabbit out of the hat, blind hog finds an acorn. And we never caught more than one fish adrift. We, we made five drifts and caught five fish that we needed. And it was time to go in. I mean, it was time for the end of the tournament. We were, it was literally like that. I mean, it wasn't, we got back and won the tournament and people were like, man, y'all messed them up. No, we really didn't mess them up. I mean, we no, caught we five fish. For these. <laughs> yeah, these were the five fish we caught. That was it. We didn't catch six. We caught five. Uh, but it worked out, I guess. So it was all good. Mm. And after that, it's just been, you know, one day it seems like one day you can catch them kind of, and, and next day you can't. Just. Man. Or it's redfish, you know, one day you'll get into the redfish and you have a few, you know, you have some good reds and, uh, and then it's just, you got to keep uh, finding, it's almost like you got to find them every, every day. You got to refine them. It's like a, a totally new, you know, I know new deal. It's, I don't know. It just seems like back in the old days, you found them one day and they were still there the next. Well, you at was, least go back one more day. And there's just a lot more fish. The schools were bigger, you know, and now we're just we're chasing pods of fish around. Just a lot more work these days. You really got to work to catch your fish nowadays. You got to be on them for sure, unless the wind's just calm. I don't know what. I've never seen the wind make such a big deal. I mean, I always have. I know we've said it forever. We we've, we've said it forever, but. And it does, but it really. But we used to, like you know, we fish. used to roll them up. We'd nuke fish in in these bad conditions because we had so many of them. You had you had areas you could always go to just to get out of that particular wind, and there was always fish there. And it yeah. uh, now that it's so spotty, it's got to be right. Yeah, now and, it, and it's weird because I mean, if it gets right, you know, it kind of seems like they're everywhere because everywhere you stop, you catch them when it's right. But then, soon as it not soon as it's not right, I mean, man, you know it. It's hard. And I've had some perfect conditions this year that I've just uh, absolutely stunk it up, man. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. get nothing going. Couldn't get them. one yeah. here, one there. You know, just nuts. It's the way it is. So we, you know, it is what it is. But we still been rolling. A redfish seemed like that definitely saves our day a lot you know as a yeah. redfish we uh, and i'm if i'm not mistaken there's a y'all are gonna have a redfish tournament what maybe next weekend or something down there I'm not really I don't sure know. i wouldn't doubt it i mean we got there ain't no telling i know we got the Ormans tournament in two weeks i think yeah that's uh, that's always that's, a big one that'll be a swarm that'll be a swarm yeah that one's I mean, they get there's guides from y'all's neck of the woods. There's guides from Port O'Connor. They get guides from everywhere to come over here. And, right. I mean, you can't. There's not enough guides for how many people usually is what it is. Well, that's surprising these days because I don't know anybody who isn't a guide nowadays. I know, and that is a, that's a fact. I know because it is, and we've got a lot of them here. I mean, there is a bunch of them. A lot of them I don't know or never met yet, but I know. In years past, they they end up getting guides from everywhere because they mm-hmm. usually can't find enough guides. I mean, I I booked it, and then you know I've already had one or two more calls since I booked it. You know, looking for guides too. And uh, in years past, it, it was probably even worse. Like you said, it, there wasn't as many guides. But I remember in years past, there were guys coming from Rockport 
you know, they'd come down here. People, these companies would pay them enough money. They'd come down here and rent a house and stay for three or four days and fish them, you know. That's how right. much money the companies were paying them. And uh, I, I, there was Galveston guys that come do that same thing. They'd come over. These companies would rent these big houses down here and then bring the guide over and let the guide stay with them, you know, and pay them real well and fish them for two or right. three the tournament's two days, but everybody always fishes three. They always kind of like do a pre-fish day, so it's like three days of fishing. But there's a lot of people. You're it's a it's a it's usually a pretty big cluster, that's for sure. And like I said, no, there's no there's no telling. Uh, I don't know. There's no telling. There's probably another tournament next weekend too. I don't know. I know. Chris Coulter bought me for the guides cup this year, last night at our banquet. So right. I got, so in the guides cup tournament, I'll be fishing Chris. I don't know who he's going to bring, but I'll have him in the tournament. He'll be my team. So. Hopefully excellent fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he bring, that's what I told him, bring some good ones. Bring somebody good with you. Well, at least now you can, you know, kind of, pick your team put a team together back in the day you drew for your team yeah now now they buy it and then whoever buys the team picks the team yeah so that's how that's how they do it over here they just they auction you off at the banquet whoever highest bidder gets you and then then they get to pick the team so it should be fun though anyway it's always fun fishing with chris He's a good dude. Good dude. Wow. So, is it supposed to rain next week? Somebody said there's chances of rain. Yeah, they're calling for it. Finally. You know, they're throwing us some false hope out there. Hopefully, it comes true. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody last night told me that it was like 50, 60% every day next week or something. Well, that'd, that'd be a miracle. It would. Yeah, we, we need it bad. We need a weather change. I mean, we need to get a different direction wind. We just need something different. I mean, it was. My truck said 103 yesterday afternoon when we were headed to that banquet. That's not surprising, is it? And that was a, it was at 5:30 in the afternoon. Said 103. Man, man, that's something else. We're in a we're in a weather rut. Yeah, we are. We just need some kind of change. A little cool down. Yeah, we need some change. Cool down to the mid nineties. That'll be really nice. Well, everybody will come out of the woodwork then. <laughs> I know. I guess we'll just have to keep trucking along and see what happens. I hadn't bass fished in a while now, actually. Been a little bit since I bass fished. Yeah, it's uh not ideal bass fishing weather. No. I always get busy this time of year in saltwater, so. You saw where that gal, uh, she got her uh, bass uh, IGA, IGFA certified, that 12-something that was caught on uh, OHIV, you know, for a line uh-huh. class record. It's a, now a world record, line class record. What was she using? She was using Seaguar, uh 10-pound, which actually uh, – the brake strength on it is a little better than that, so they put her in the 12-pound category, which still made a world record. 
for a lady twelve egg. pound bass. Twelve pound. Okay. Yeah, twelve for pound a lady test egg. and a twelve something. Yeah. You know, bass. So. Huh. Boy, OHIV. Well, it turned out some toads again yeah. this year, man. Oh well, man. Well, it's right. They just the Bassmaster magazine just came out last week. You know, they every year they do top one hundred lakes in, in in the in the whole country, and OHIV is mm. number one in the country again. So it made number one in the country two years in a row. Crazy. Yeah. Toledo Bend's still in the top ten. It's number six, I think it was. Right. And then Sam Rayburn was like 12 or something like that. Yeah. It gets way but, too much pressure. Yeah, it does. But Toledo was in the top ten. And then How about Lake Fork? Where did Ray at? It was in the top 20, but I don't remember which one it, what it was. Oh, and that used to be the... Man, that would used to yeah. be it. No, I don't think it was in the ten. I think it was in like in the top from between ten and twenty somewhere. Yeah, uh, Caddo Lake was in, up there pretty high this year. I'll be darned. Yeah, Caddo Lake was real high, and Lake Nacogdoches was real high. Yeah, that place is. No, uh, I've never even fished there. Yeah, a lot of people do. It's. Hmm. It's starting to get a lot of pressure. It'll it'll drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ranked. The more high. pressure you put on these places, they just start to dwindle. Yeah, the reason Toledo Bend is just so big, I think. Right. You know, it handles the pressure better. I guess it's so big. Yeah, I mean, Sam Rayburn's big too, but the problem with Sam Rayburn every time I go there and fish a tournament, the lake is whatever it is, a hundred and forty thousand acres or whatever it is, over a hundred thousand acres. But it seems like every boat is in the same little ten thousand acre spread. You know, yeah. same little twenty thousand. <laughs> There's a lot of, of a lot life. of unfished water in Rayburn. Yeah, there is. I, we I, used to I say that, that about Galveston Bay. You know, six hundred square miles of water, but it's uh, it's quite harvested. Yeah, Rayburn. Last time I fished, both the last two times, you can drive around on a Saturday and you see. I mean, ninety percent of the boats are in a twenty, maybe twenty, thirty thousand square acre part of the lake, mm-hmm. and then you keep driving. All of a sudden, you run out of boats, and there's there's a huge section of the lake that there's no boats. Dead zones. I guess there's no fish. Yeah, dead right. zones. I don't dead know. Zones. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't really spend much time there, but there was huge sections where nobody was at. All right, Tommy. I got to run, my friend. If somebody wants to call you about coming over to Matagorda and hanging out with you and catching some fish, how they get a hold of you, man? Yes, sir. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Tommy Alexander, but the best way is just give me a call or text on my phone at 979-709-8242. All right, buddy. Well, Tommy, thanks for the update, and then uh, good luck with your fishing. Get after it. All right. Thanks, sir. All right, man. See you. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, it's currently going on. It runs all summer long. It started Memorial Day. It'll run through Labor Day. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. You sign up today, you can take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships to be handed out for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish swimming around in inshore waters all along the Texas coast and other species you can fish for, like gaff top, drum, and sheephead, offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, 
and prize information. And the CCA Star is brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptech, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. Again, go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. It is 439 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to South Padre. Let's check in with Captain Brian Barrera this morning, see what he's up to. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing, man? Good morning, sir. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. What's up? Oh, not much. Just a full loaded week of fishing that we've had since the last time we, we hung out. I think I I uh, gave up my day off to go Did fishing you? on Sunday, so I'm just, <laughs> on, I'm just on a push on a big push going straight through but it's been all right it's been all right nothing too crazy we've got some really nice snook this week uh and that was fun that we had a um a, a one day where we caught you know maybe just a few fish two or three snook on top water and then last minute of the day my my client caught you know a very big snook in the you know 34 35 inch range probably closer to 35 inch range yeah, I saw that picture of that beautiful snook. It's 35-inch. What a beautiful fish, man. Yep, yep. And then uh, that was great. That's, I mean, you know, that saves the day. Not only saves the day, but makes the day. So that was a ton of fun. And then um, I went out the next day, and it was pretty good. We just did your basic base stuff, caught a few trout, caught a few redfish, and nothing too crazy. And then we went out again. And we had a really good day. We caught 13, I think it was, th- we harvested 13 mangrove snapper. Mm-hmm. That were all in the, like, two to five pound range. Sweet. And those were all all caught on top water, which is really cool. Even better, yeah. Yep, and then we had uh, maybe four snook. Uh, and the biggest one was about 32 inches, 33 inches on top water, which was mm-hmm. another great fish. And then. There was a bunch of big schools of, like, you know, 15-pound jacks out there, so we wore those things out on top waters for a little <laughs> while, double, triple hookups. That was a good way to kill an hour. Poor man's <laughs> permit. <laughs> yeah, ghetto permit. <laughs> and uh, and then, oh, yeah, and so, I mean, and I had one guy on the boat, and he had a pretty amazing day. He caught that 33-inch snook. He caught, you know, about a 5-pound mangrove on top water. Then he caught a redfish. He caught a trout. He was just getting all kinds of slam stuff going on there. It was pretty cool. That beats that a garbage a can day. slam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, let me see. And so we came up into yesterday now, and yesterday was uh, tough. Yesterday was tough for some reason. We didn't catch any snook. We just uh, we threw top waters all day, and uh, we caught a bunch of nice size jacks and some mangroves but for some reason we couldn't get the snook to eat yesterday yep. oh, but the, the first two hours of the morning chasing tarpon you know the uh prime time which is you know the time when we hooked the snook the day before so you know kind of right. sacrificed that risked it trying to get the tarpon but i couldn't find them suckers it's kind of how they are sometimes i knew where they were they just weren't really rolling or showing or anything so 
tarpon well, is your, either make is your surf starting to lay down that. any down that way not much yeah not much it's been rough it's literally been rough all month man what a nightmare yeah it's been rough all month except for the one week that i was on vacation <laughs> so uh you know i mean i've been i've been out there but it's been rough I don't have access to the beach or anything right now, but yeah, that hurts. Uh, you can't get out there and and find them, get amongst them. Yep, yep. I will. I'll get on them. I know they're there. That's for sure. I know it's there. it's just hard to be patient, isn't it? You know, knowing they're there and more, you're just waiting on a weather window. It just drives you crazy. Yep. Yeah, that's why, I, <laughs> though I know I could book the tarpon trips in June, you know, I usually wait till July to start booking the tarpon stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we've got them up here. Just, we need to lay down, you know, to yeah, do it. As soon as it's down, somebody's going to go catch a couple big ones. You know, we used to see them, I don't, I don't know, it was a little after 4th of July weekend. That's when our well, well pad fishing would get real good you know, for trout, but, uh, you know, we'd get a few tarpon come into the bay and hang out on that lower channel down there and off of it, just east of it. Boy, we used to catch some, see a lot of good tarpon down there. Well, they just don't come in the bay like that anymore. I, I've never witnessed it in the bay. I know lots of, like I said, uh, you know, my, my friends who are a little bit older than me and stuff like that who have seen it, you know, are, randomly hooked one or two in, mm-hmm. in the bay i mean there'll be some smaller ones i know all those little ones that are in the in the arroyo and stuff like that they cruise up the intracoastal or they get in there somehow they got in there somehow you know right and uh i know at some point they move out of there you know and the arroyo is one way or the other so once they get to be size where they can keep up with the migratory fish you know and they won't get drugged behind or get eaten or whatever mm-hmm. they head out so i mean those fish that are in the arroyo will get to be or even in the bronzel ship channel will get to be 50 pounds or so at some point and move out and they're going to pass through they've got to pass through the whole flats and stuff you know so they might stage up somewhere there might be a staging point or something that none of us know about or they might just cruise out and somebody happens to stumble upon them or something you, know, you never know but there's only one way in and one way out. So, <laughs> yeah, my dad and all old timers used to tell tell me stories. You know, back when I was a kid, about how the tarpon migrated way up into Galveston Bay, up you know Lynchburg Crossing. They called that the tarpon capital of Texas or whatever back in the day. And uh, the little bay that we have along the channel up there, it used to fill up with with them in the summertime. Also, they they had inadequate tackle; they'd hook them and get spooled <laughs> while they were trout yeah. fishing <laughs> of course hate when that happens that's funny but yeah i mean all we can do is wait for the weather we're still in texas you know what i mean it's not you know, got it easy so well yeah Florida's pretty calm usually over there when i go with my buddies we don't have to worry about the surf too much you know right but here we definitely got it It'll be good. What size topwaters you mostly throwing? What size? Size and yeah, what kind and size and all that? Are you throwing I'm big throwing, ones or downsizing or what? 
bunch of different sizes actually, but um, the main ones I'm throwing are I get those mirror lures from Walmart, just like the classic ones. They're about five bucks, probably about five six inches long. You right. Got the bow on the belly and the chartreuse on the top, or the bone on the belly and the black. Like on what top. the top dogs or top dog juniors? Yeah, or? it's like it's like a top dog. Okay. Like a top dog, and they got the nice saltwater hooks. And they like those, and they're the price is right on them. They're only five bucks or so, so that way. My clients fling them into the tree or whatever. It's not like heartbreaking. <laughs> Won't break the bank when you lose one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are the main ones I'm using. I'm also using those those uh, Shimano current snipers, the one that I, I use a lot for the trout and stuff. I've just got a ton of those here at my house, so I like to throw those too. That's a smaller version. That's like a four-inch four inch version, maybe a three-and-a-half-inch version. It's a small small lure. I like that for the just to put numbers up, you know. Yeah, they got a the the one you're talking about. It's a current sniper. Yeah, it's a Shimano current sniper. Don't they make a Colt sniper too? They changed the name. They had to. Change oh, they the did name. change it. Okay. Yep. So it is the Colt sniper, but they just ch- they had to change the name to the current sniper. So somebody got mad, I guess. <laughs> there ain't no telling in the fishing industry. Somebody's always getting mad. But yeah. Um, Pretty cutthroat at times. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I'm using those top waters, and then if I need to, I'll spread the net and throw a live mullet out there or something or whatever I could pull up in the net, pinfish, mullet, whatever. And uh, that tends to work good. But, you know, early morning, late evenings, it's hot as heck out there. So, yeah. You know how the game goes this time of year. Early morning, late evenings, unless you're chasing redfish, catch them in the middle of the day. But, Well. That's what we're doing right now. I've got uh we're gonna run out to the jetties today and see what we can see. It's a little, a little bit windy, and they've been dredging on the beach, so it's kind of, it's kind of chocolatey out there at the jetties. But um, I've had what the are they dredging? They're doing the beach fulfillment thing or whatever, where they're ex- extending the beach out. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And so they're like they've got the big dredge barge and stuff out there. And, uh, so it's been making the jetties kind of dirty, which kind of been messing my game up a little bit. We're going to be out there today. We'll see what happens. Hopefully get on some bull reds and a little tarpon. Is your drum run still going? I know y'all had a uh, pretty good puppy drum run going. Y'all were catching a bunch yeah, of them there a for a while. Going and uh, we're using that as my plan Z. Plan so Z. <laughs> the drum fishing but uh it's starting to slow down and i think it'll pick they usually does this and then picks back up uh in august again but what about your bull reds out there they slow up too they slowed up but uh i heard a good report yesterday of a bunch of them but like i said i haven't really got to pick the jetties apart in a few weeks i know they're out there Right. It's just a matter of the, to work the whole jetty. All you can do is work the, the eddies and the wind-protected areas when it's blowing, you know. But if I have full access, I can work the whole area, find them on my GPS. They're usually there somewhere. And uh makes it a little bit easier. I know they're there. Well, I haven't seen a tag grid come from down that way. Me neither. It's, uh... It's uh looks like there well there's been four 
that are verified, you know, after polygraph and everything. One was up, up here in my area, then there was one waiting at Surfside Marina, another one at Port O'Connor Fishing Center, and then another one at Surfside. That's hmm. uh, usually you hear about more of them earlier in the year being caught Corpus Way down your way, you know? I know that somebody caught two in a row or something like that. That was pretty neat. And two casts. Some, some oh, up here, them. yeah. That young man, yeah, he's a guy and he can't be in it, but he turned him back so somebody else can catch him, so that's good. That's neat. Just neat. Hopefully I'll get a client that'll get one of those sometime. That'd be nice. We've right. caught some trout and stuff like that, but I've had clients turn into CCA. But we've never uh, caught a tag redfish or one or anything, so. I've had some Wait. clients turn in a couple of 11-pounders back in the days and stuff that you thought were going to be first place easy and ended up like third place, you know? What, on trout? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm trying to remember that guy's name that caught one down your way that ended up winning that one year. I think he became a guide after yep. that. His name is uh, Frank, Frank Cavazos. Yeah, Cavazos. That's it. I, I remember talking to him. Yeah, he won the Mauti catching that 13-and-a-half-pound trout or whatever. He won that Mauti, became a guide, and now he's guiding off it. I'll be darned. <laughs> Pretty big well, fish. Yeah, that's a that's that's a toad. <laughs> that's yeah, a good. I'm not sure what they're catching them on or what. I would assume croaker, but uh, you never know. It could be a topwater or something cool like that. True. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird doing the star and not having a flounder or trout division. You know, we're just trying to bring the fishery back before they start yeah. killing them. Yep, and it's, I think, when are they supposed to get off the, uh... September 1st, when they go back to the old, uh, limits. I wonder if they actually are or they're not. I, I heard they are, and, uh, several people... Does it people just have, automatically go back, or is it, like, up to a vote type thing? No, I think it's going to automatically go back. I think they've already decided. That's neat. We've got a ton, a ton of 15-inch fish out here right now. Yeah, everybody and I don't does. Mind they, I don't mind if they if they keep it at three or whatever, but I think they should bring it back down to fifteen inches, just because so many people weed through tons of. of I know they truck. get on those small fish, and you know, and we're in the same dilemma up here. We've got tons of like ten to fourteen inch, yeah. and they'll get on a school of them and just weed through them to get. They'll catch 20 or 30 of them to catch one keeper over 15. And, Literally. Yep. I mean, yep. how many fish are mishandled and deep hooked? Yeah. And, and the guy's just trying to survive, you know what I mean? He found some fish, and he's like, okay, I could just sit here all day and catch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we'll I know. eventually have our keepers, which is like kind of sucks, but uh, you can't keep that from happening. You know what I mean? I and know. My customers tell me, are you out of your mind? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, my guys, my guys would catch, my guys would do it for like twenty minutes and be like, "All right, Brian, what kind yeah. of a trip is this?" You know what I mean? Uh, oh, no. But if you could go in there and catch your fifteen inches real fast, even three of them, and just in and out, boom, right, be done. Don't have to worry about it. 
and way less fish get handled, slimed up, hooked in the gut. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mistreated. So I think it'll be good. Yeah, they they end up turning into shark and gar bait. Yeah, definitely crab, shark. Yeah, we got a lot of gar this year, man. <laughs> mm. They're they're very plentiful. Those limits on gar in Texas that uh, made a big difference on gar populations. We got them. Are they like spotted or alligator gar? No, they're they're gator gar, man. They're. Oh. They're big ones. You'll see some long-nosed spotted gar, a few of them, but uh, mostly alligator gar. Is in the flats and stuff? Or? Yeah, in the flats, over reefs. I'm at, uh, man, if you're fishing for redfish and, you know, with a spinnerbait or a crankbait or something, there's gar around. He's going to jump on it. <laughs> no. They're prevalent. The other day I was fishing in the in the shit channel and I saw a gar come up and, and breathe kind of deal. And I saw a tarpon roll like right next to it at the same time. Wow. It was pretty weird. I was like, Oh, this is a diverse little place I'm in. <laughs> well, all right, Brian, well, I'll let you get to it, buddy. It's appreciate you taking my call this morning. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you in uh, South Padre, how do they get a hold of you, man? Sure. Quickest, fastest way would be a direct call or text message, area code 956-755-9413. Or you can visit my website and check out all my stuff on there, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, Brian. Well, have a good weekend. Always a pleasure talking to you. You be safe out there, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Later, man. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.